What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Buds, Bros, and Superheroes, the only show where the hosts are politically correct enough to call him Caucasian Vision. I am your host, Nick James, and coming back with me, that's right, the first recurring guest is Mr. JD. What's up, dude? How's it going? It's good to be well. back. Good to be back. Awesome to have you here again. If you're not familiar, go back two episodes and you can listen to us talk about what we'll talk about again today. Let me just first catch you up to speed if you haven't been here before. Buds, bros, and superheroes are the three things that we are going to be talking about today. So in Buds, if you happen to be a traveler of the green is what I like to call it on here. We've got some fun little topics, a little bit of etiquette talk, and then we have the mother of all stoner thoughts. But it's not going to come in the Buds section, it's going to come in the bros, we'll explain. In the bros, we're just going to talk a little bit about how we've been doing, our plans for the upcoming week and things of that sort, and then to finish off... Like I almost kind of alluded to a little bit earlier, we're going to finish up with more WandaVision talk. The show ended. I need to know what you think. We have to finish up the last four episodes kind of reviewing, walking through, talking about it, bullshitting like we like to do, right? right. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I, that's, I think I was born to bullshit. It's just, it's the best, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just a second language to me. So strap on in. Buds, bros, and superheroes are starting now. So to begin the bud section, I usually like to start off asking what we're smoking on. I myself am still hitting up that awesome fucking deal at Harvest for Small Bud Mondays from Franklin Labs where you get $10 off. So I have me some Honey Badger Haze Small Buds. Delicious. I believe I've talked about my number one thing when I like a good sativa is my uh, adjective or describing it as nail driving. Okay. I smoke and I'm just like, all right, what can we do? You know, let's type up Determined. something. Let's yeah, do right. this. Let's get this going. It's definitely on the opposite side of in the couch. You, yeah, know, you yeah. want to get up and you want to do some or fucking focus. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I'm smoking on cookies and chem untrimmed by Ilera. Um, it's a sativa as well. And it's, yeah, it's, it's not one where you, you kind of lounge. It's more of a, you know, gets me focused if I need to focus and do something, what, not be a zombie all day. But so, yeah, it's, it's pretty good to if you want to get shit done, you know. Again, from the same place? From, yes, Columbia Care. Yep, Columbia Care. I found one around here by the Ollie's or the Garrity's that's, Ollie's. That's Columbia Care. That's, yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. You know, you can't go into them if you have not uh, already seen a pharmacist. That's one thing that people may or may not know. Hopefully drop a nugget of... I think Columbia Care, you could go in without seeing a pharmacist. Really? Yeah, you could. I chose to see the pharmacist the first time because I had, you know, just some questions about the medical marijuana experience. But because um, the lady, I was about to go and she's like, do you need to see a pharmacist? I was like, yeah, I can talk to someone. <laughs> like, But she was ready to let me go do my own thing. So I think you're, if you wanted to, I think you might be able to, good to go to walk in there and what you gotta do i will have to check that out yeah because it has been i've had to see a pharmacist for everyone that i've been to so i far, could right? be wrong but yeah like like i said i'm pretty sure she was gonna let me go like on that's my awesome own. yeah exactly i know yeah i know there's a couple i haven't gone to justice grown yet but i know that one dixon city that's you have to see a pharmacist and stuff i like that one as well i've never i've yet to go there but my my one buddy who has a license as well he, he loves it that's like his go-to spot but yeah i've yet to check it out because I found one I liked, and I'm like, I'm just going to hang out here for a while. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll only do the other one if I'm going up to the mall. If I'm up by the mall anyway, and I look, and there's something good or a sale or blah, 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 I'll hit that one up too. But, yeah, they're, again, another really nice, but fuck that. Harvest Small Bud Mondays is my jam Ten bucks off. Can't beat that shit. I really can't. I'm sorry. (laughs) Cannot. 
Now, a little bit different, we have been doing for a while on the show some stoner slash shower thoughts for those who aren't comfortable saying stoner. <laughs> we have one. It it has to do with the finale. Some might see where I'm going already, but we're going to save that. I was like, fuck, what are we going to talk about then? And then I found on the same place, so thank you to uh, weedmap.com is where I found a bunch of articles and shit. Stoner etiquette. And I thought we can go through that for anybody who's new to traveling the green or a stoner new themselves. This is what we're going to be talking about. So (laughs) the first one, bring your own to share. I thought this was pretty poignant because like if you go to somebody's house to drink, you don't ever show up empty handed either. Right. Unless they say like, hey, uh, you don't don't worry about bringing anything. We got it. We got you covered. But I mean, otherwise, it's like you're going there and you're kind of just scrounging off them you know what i mean so yeah i, I, I like that too Make, bring your own if you if you have it bring your own you know what i mean like i'm never gonna say no to someone who doesn't have it but at the same time it's like you're kind of a dick <laughs> you don't have your own shit especially if you're the one who's like hey guys we should have a smoke session right yeah come to my house i have a house you bring the weed and it's like <laughs> fuck you i have the weed and the house why don't you yeah definitely yeah i like that one a lot uh, number two don't hassle someone who doesn't want to consume yep Seems another obvious one of just like fuck you peer pressure. That's right. That's dare dare one on one. Remember dare back in the day? Yeah, I don't, do. Don't peer pressure people if they don't want to do it. Like, because I've been there. There's been times where I didn't want to, you know, smoke or drink or something. I'm like, dude, chill the fuck out. I just want to hang out. Like, I don't need to get fucked up, you know. But yeah, definitely don't. Because then it just ruins everybody's time. Because then you got someone pissed off that they're being peer pressured. So yeah, I agree. I like that one a lot. I'm not going to lie. I got a little sad. You're like, you remember Dare, right? And I did. <laughs> and I don't want to say his name, but I just thought of this guy who's, who was the guy who was like, don't do drugs. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And now I just remembered it and I, I lied to him. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But I, it's medicine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a card that says I could do it. Well, we, back when we were doing Dare, like, uh, weed was looked upon very differently than it is now, you know? So I feel like it's come a long way. It's evolved where, yeah, like you said, it's, it's medicinal now. So we're good. Yeah, I probably should have frowned more when I was in my alcoholic days. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's more. Hmm. Right. Yeah. I can get a little hectic. Yeah. Number three seems kind of stupid, but I'll say it out loud anyway. Always remove seeds and stems. Yeah. I mean, nothing worse than getting a fucking seed in there. And, you know, it's yeah. Just be smart. Remove the seeds and stems. You know, it's not that difficult. No, Afro Man sang about it. I got the seeds and stems, feeling high as hell. <laughs> Thank you. It's so funny. It's one time I was like, Big, you've never heard that? Big Body Bigs? And he's like, No, I must have missed that Afro Man song. But Cole 45, right? Is that yeah. the, I think that's the name of the song, Cole 45. Yeah. And two zigzags. Maybe that's all we need. <laughs> if you can't roll a joint, be honest about it. I'm I'm I am terrible at rolling joints. I actually bought a joint roller because of the fact that I cannot roll a joint. Never could. And, you know, in high school and college, you just always left it up to someone else because I was shit. And if you were smoking a joint rolled by me, you were probably going to be really pissed off. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that is the thing at the end of the day is just kind of say like, no, because maybe, no, not maybe, your friends are going to make fun of you a little bit. Oh, 100%. But then once you're smoking a good joint, it's over. Right. If you're If you don't fess up to it and you smoke a bad joint it lasts forever and then it never lasts because you'll always be the guy who's like oh should blank roll and it's like no fuck him he says he could roll but don't fucking (laughs) let it and then it just lasts forever yeah exactly yeah that shit sticks with you (laughs) it really (laughs) reminds me super bad where he's like why don't you go piss your pants again he's like i was in the eighth grade people don't forget seth (laughs) thank you (laughs) 
Number five, and this is one where uh, Big Body Biggs and I would always kind of clash. It's funny. I hope he uh, types a comment down below. Anybody can actually type a comment down below. That Anybody. is one of the reasons why I, I did this. If you have your own, there are 18 here. I don't think we're going to get through them all today, but we'll get through a good amount. If you have your own, if you want to comment and say, no, you're wrong about this, or I couldn't agree more, you're on YouTube, feel free. But what do you think about this? Whomever rolls the joint or blunt should spark it. I think that's only fair, man. You you put the hard work in. You're, you know what I mean? You should get your spoil. Enjoy the spoils of it, you know, first. I mean, it's going to get to you eventually, so I don't see the harm in letting the person that rolled it get it first. Yeah, when if you go back and listen, he'll be like, this motherfucker never sparks his own or never wants to spark. And I'm like, because you roll it, you know? A, that's the rule, and B, I let you roll because you're a master. Yeah. He really, truly, with a machine, without a machine, he could do anything. Oh, really? Yeah. True, true, great at it. <laughs> yeah. And we'd be there, and he'd be like, here. I'd be like, no, why? You can't just hand me. Like you said, like you, said you put in all that work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would almost feel weird taking it off him first, you know? I also don't want it to canoe. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I do that a lot. Well, yeah, and then you're the one that fucked it up. And then you got the, the whole time you're just trying to correct the situation. Yep. I, yeah. Let, let someone else start it off and you just enjoy the rest of it. Number six, offer guests the first hit. Uh, Yeah, but that does kind of go against whoever rolls the joint. What if you rolled a joint in your house? Can you then not, then, you know, I feel like I'm in a robot in a paradox where it's like I'm supposed to roll my own joint or roll, spark my own roll. But it's in my house. But they're my guests. What do you do? I think the proper etiquette. It's it's like anything else. I think you offer it, knowing full well that you should be the one to start it. But like, I feel like you got to be like, here, you want to do this first. And if I was the person on the other end, I'd say, no, you rolled it, smoke. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's common courtesy to offer it, but at the same time. if you roll it you should be the first one to spark it but i wouldn't get mad if you offered it or vice versa you know what i mean if you sparked it without offering it it's so i can go either way on it you know what i mean yes because i would feel as the guest like no no i am here in your home you started as well yeah yeah it goes back and forth so this one i always agree with though (laughs) so don't torch the bowl yeah i mean there's no need to do that shit (laughs) there's no need to fucking put a burning flame you know uncontrollably on it for those who don't know, if you have a bowl, it's what's called greenies, and the greenies are the best. And instead of just roasting the entire thing, what I call burning down the forest, you take it and you kind of put it half on the weed, half off the weed, and you know you take a corner, and then if the second person is good enough, they could take a second corner, and I've actually been up to five. Everybody's taken a side, and then somebody gets the center. We've left five greenies. It's it's difficult. It takes time and practice, but yeah. don't just go in there and start fucking blowing all over the place. Yeah, like the Human Torch. Yeah. Oh, dude, that'd be great if you had a if you were the Human Torch or yeah. if you had a buddy that was a Human Torch. Hey, man. Yeah. I'm thinking about Chris Evans standing there and he's like kind of <laughs> naked because he's got the little thing on and yeah. he's snapping his finger. Yeah. Like imagine lighting a blunt like that every time. Very it's convenient. Like yeah. You want super. You have to look for a lighter. Who 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 took my fucking lighter? And it's like I don't need it. I got my. I got my fingers <laughs> to handle that. Flame on, motherfucker. Flame on. Just... Flame on. Number eight, don't slobber on the piece. I am guilty of this. I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> I fucking slobber all over. I don't know if it's because I'm just uh, Neanderthal or what, but, I mean, I've had people numerous times say, dude, what the fuck? Get get your shit together. <laughs> but If you're new, I try always to tell them, like, pinch your lips as much as I can, like, 
do that. It's a weird thing because I don't understand sometimes how my mouth could be so cottony. Yeah. And yet when it comes around to me, it's like, dude, really? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't. What happened there for that one minute? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I just started drooling. I can't help it. This next one is more poignant. Something we're going to talk about. I think a little bit longer than all the other ones is admit when you're sick. Yeah. I mean, especially now, I feel like this is more poignant than ever. And it's fucking wild because like uh, back in the day, you know, I wouldn't think twice of sharing a blunt or a joint with someone. But now, like, there's been a couple occasions where someone offers me. I'm like, dude, I'm good. I got my own. You know what I mean? Like, I'm freaked out by everything with COVID and all that. But, yeah, admit when you're sick because nobody wants to get fucking sick. Yeah. So, like, what are we supposed to do in a post-COVID world? Are we never going to pass again? Yeah. I, I would feel safe hitting somebody's piece, their bong, their glass, if yeah. an alcohol swab was there. <laughs> right. Maybe. And then, what, you're going to do that for everyone, and then I'm yeah. sure it'll taste a little bit like alcohol and stuff like that. So Everybody's just going to smoke joints to the head in the new, in the new world, you know? I feel just right to their face, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's going to be... I don't know. I feel like it's, it's, it's it, with anything, as time goes on, we'll become more lax and stuff. But I feel like for what now, people are going to be a little bit hesitant to share, you know? Or we could do it. Hear me out. Why don't we make tiny little funnels? That's not bad. Like something you mean to put at the end of the, so you could like, rep- everybody has their own funnel. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Imagine if you will, like even the glass piece at the top of a water, they call them water pipes. It's <laughs> funny. In the one pipe place I go to, like, because it's a head shop of blood, they can't say bong. So uh, there's a piece of paper and it's like, if it rhymes with gong, you're <laughs> saying it wrong. Yeah. We sell water pipes. That's awesome. But imagine, like, you know, the top of the piece that you have. I don't know exactly what it's called. I'm sorry. Instead of getting it all filthy down at the bottom that originally goes into the piece, you suck on that. Everybody, all right, give me the joint. You put that in, yeah. and then you suck on that almost. Dude, you might have a million-dollar idea right I there. I might. <laughs> or even, like, it reminds me of, like, 20s. Right, like the those long-ass tips, fucking things. Yeah, Everybody yeah. just has their own filter. Yeah. But we got to make it cool somehow. Right. Make it hip. Make so the ki- all the kids like it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a great idea, actually. That's funny. We should. <laughs> so these next three, I kind of feel really fall into just one piece of etiquette, if I'm going to be honest about it. So puff, puff, pass. Pass the duchy to the left-hand side. And don't hog slash bogart the weed. That's a big thing, guys, and I am always the one to be guilty of this. <laughs> I assume it's a microphone, so when it's my time, everybody's looking <laughs> at me because they're like, pass it, you fucking fool. Yep. But because I'm such an arrogant prick, I'm like, look <laughs> at them looking at me. They're engaged. They like what I'm saying, and in the meantime, they're looking at me like, shut the, the fuck up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and move that shit. Yep. To the left is apparently... Have you always been? Li- I always go right. I do left. Yeah, I do left. Was that counterclockwise? Is that clockwise left to left? To the left would be clockwise. Yeah, I think I just do everything clockwise in my life. But yeah, I'm. But yeah, I mean, I agree with the. You know, I'm the I'm the person that would be yelling at you like, "Come on, what the fuck, dude!" Like, I I I can't tell you how many times I yell at people for fucking camping on the joint or the blunt, and I get it. Yeah, especially as time goes on, you're getting more stoned, more zoned out, but. It's like, dude, come on. I'm fucking trying to get there, too, you know? I like that camping. I'm definitely going to steal that. Like, oh, hey, yeah. you going to set up a motherfucking tent over there? Yeah. Huh? Yep. You camping? I always fucking, like, you, you fucking camping over there? What's going on? Like, every time someone's hogging it, you know? That's my uh, 
that's my go-to phrase, I guess you could say. Yeah, the one that I get hit with the most is, oh, you got a microphone in your fucking hand? <laughs> you know? well, that's relative. Yeah, that, that relates to you pretty well. So, And then, uh, so the last one, don't hog, a.k.a. Bogart. So maybe some don't know an actor from, I think, the 20s, 30s, Humphrey, Humphrey Bogart. Bargo, yeah. And I couldn't tell you sh- what he did or what he was in. But. I only got one. <laughs> the Maltese Falcon. Okay. So I'll like to say to the person, just like, hey, you find that Falcon yet? Huh? Where's the Maltese Falcon? <laughs> you and Peter Lorre fucking found it? <laughs> and nobody gets it, but I'm like, I get it. Right. It's, it's not very funny, but <laughs> to you, you can also say it like these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we got 12 in. There was 18 on the list. We might save the six for another time. I enjoyed it. I thought that was great. You know, there's been a lot of times in which I wish somebody had been like, yo, check these rules out. Yeah. Because, like you said, your friends, I love them. Not your friends, like your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We love each our own friends, but your friends are dicks. Right. To you. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. You're, I'm, a, I'm the biggest asshole to my closest friends, you know, because they're your friends. You, you feel comfortable enough. But I feel like this was a good PSA. It's like a PSA we're giving out there. Public service announcement. Don't be an asshole when it comes to your weed etiquette. Perfect way to close on out the bud section. We can go into the bros section. Heading into the bro section, just kind of starting off, dude. How you been? It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, uh, not too bad, man. You know, COVID really haven't been doing too much, so it's like not not a lot of changes for me week to week. You know, like this is probably like my, one of my biggest outings coming to do this podcast with you. But yeah, other I've been doing pretty well. You know, waiting for warmer weather and all that shit. So it was quite nice today. It was beautiful, beautiful. I went for like three walks during work today. I was like, I gotta go outside because I get cooped up. But yeah. I, Hopefully, we don't get another fucking snowstorm because I can't handle that shit again. But, yeah, it was beautiful today. It really was. Yeah, we had the dogs outside on the porch. We were cleaning out the cars. It was just wonderful. Yeah, I feel like everybody goes into cleaning mode when it's this nice out. It's like, yo, we got to clean this shit because we don't know when we're going to get another day like this. Yeah, it just felt great to get real air into the house as well and open up all the windows and... All the great stuff that comes with, what was it, like 74 tops? Close, yeah, 72, 73 maybe, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I can live all day yep. with that shit. I agree. That's the perfect temp for me. Yeah, COVID-wise work for me. I still have no return date going in and stuff like that. Still working from home. Pretty happy about it, to be honest. Like It's, it's, it's a little waning, but to be dead honest, I was really, really, really dead at work the other night. Yeah, I was like, fuck, if I was in the building, I don't know what I'd do right now. I'd be running up and down the halls because yeah. I work second shift yeah. where like, there's a point nobody would be there anyway. Mm-hmm. I would just be running around in fucking circles going, ah. Dude, I know. I work uh, my full-time job, but then I have a part-time job. And once in a while, my part-time job, I have to work the overnight shift, 12 to 8. That is fucking brutal because it's like same thing. Like, like 5 o'clock, 5 a.m. rolls around, and I'm fucking doing anything in my power to stay awake. It's not, it's not like it's anything strenuous. I could, I probably could fall asleep if I wanted to, but at the same time, like, I'm not thinking about driving home and shit. So, yeah, it's it's tough when you work that shift. Only had to do it a few times, and it was quite some time ago. And every time I had to do it, I was always, in my opinion, fucked. Because <laughs> I'd work the mid-shift and be like, all right, it's 4 o'clock. Or I'd know. No. It's 10 o'clock. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, it's 10 o'clock. Like, it's time to go. And the guy would be like, what do you, I'm not scheduled. He'd be like, what do you mean you're not scheduled? I'm not, nobody's coming in. 
So I'd call the boss, be like, nobody's coming in. You'd be like, well, you're there. Oh, fuck that. So every time I did it, I was like, fuck it, I'm sitting in the office. And they're like, as long as there's a body there to scan the card. And yeah, yeah. I was like, this sucks. That's the worst. Yeah. Especially when you're working that shift and you're expecting someone to come relieve you and you're fucking stuck there. Fuck that. (laughs) Yeah. No, I didn't want to ever do that again. No, (laughs) it's it's fucking the worst. Anything fun coming up for you? Uh, To be honest with you, not too much. Might, you know. Might do a little outing this Saturday with the wife and in-laws, but other than that, just putzing around, waiting for summer so I can actually have a social life again, I feel like. Yeah, hopefully outside stuff gets opened up again and we can all kind of head back out. Yes, sir. I don't want to get too political on this show ever, but everything I've read and seen is like, yeah, outside we're pretty good. Right, inside you're fucked. (laughs) Inside it's a little bit worse and numbers go up, but if you're outside it should be pretty okay as long as you're still smart but smart plus outside is like almost unbeatable yeah Yeah, you're golden yeah yeah it's yeah i mean other than that like i just want to be able to go to fucking concerts again man i miss concerts and shit like that so hopefully like i said i don't want to get too political but hopefully you know shit opens up sooner than later i saw something and it was like a gridded path like a giant, giant, like, this is your area for a concert. It's like, is this what you really want? And I was like, I would go to 12 times the amount of concerts if you told me some drunk moron couldn't bump, bump on me. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I don't mean to preach on a show that's all about weed, but like, I don't drink. Right. And I don't mind people drinking, but when like, you get sloppy drunk, yeah. I've seen at concerts and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. We all know that person. The asshole. I don't think yeah. I'm being too stereotypical, but there's always that one person like, sorry. You're right. just like, can you not yeah, the, touch me? The asshole singing Freebird behind you. It's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, <laughs> pre-COVID, I'd still be like, stop. You're in my space. No, this I is agree. way too much. But I also might have been that guy on a couple occasions, but I agree. <laughs> I hate being that guy. I, I hope someone would punch me if I am that guy. But at least you're fucking honest about it, man. That was just, I love that. You're like, I may have been that guy. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I fucking <laughs> probably have been that guy a few times, but I try to learn from my mistakes. A little bit of a restriction that's coming up. I'm going to be able to head back to what I call the motherland, because I am from New Jersey originally, (laughs) is to go to Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash. They were at 35 Broad Street for, I think, like two decades, something like that. And now they're going to be at 65 Broad Street. If you want to see anything, if you're not in the area, not from around here, can't go. Kevin has put up, I think there's four or five parts of the taking down and resetting up of the store. Are you familiar with Clerks? Yes. I'm not like super. I've seen it. Not in a while, but I've seen it. Yes. Do you happen to remember the guy who comes in to buy a gallon of milk? He he works at a fitness place. He's buff. I'd be lying if I said I did remember, to be honest with you. His name is Ernie O'Donnell. He's in that movie. He it does make a few appearances in other smaller roles throughout, but he's uh, vlogged it as well as like done the fucking work. Yeah. So if you want to see it or anybody outside yeah. there, it's definitely cool. But I'll be going to the grand opening, the official grand opening, because I saw there was a soft one. That's like, fuck, awesome. man. <laughs> Thought I was going to be one of the first people right, in there. But yeah. you guys, friends and family, of course, always get a sneak peek. Bastards. And the press probably did and yeah. different things like that. That's fucking awesome, yeah. Is Kevin Smith going to be there? Or? Yes. Oh, that's fucking so sweet. It's not, it's not going to be my first time seeing Kev, but it's going to be my first time ever being in the same room with Jay. He's going to be there as well. Uh, that'd be, yeah, that's, so both of them, yeah, that's fucking awesome, yeah. It's never happened before for me. To, yeah, so I'm Oh, my very, God, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, yeah, it's cool, man. I, I'm jealous. Like, I know you're – I like Kevin Smith and I like Jay and Silent Bob, but I know you're a huge fan, so – that's awesome. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. So like uh, kind of tying everything in with the COVID as well. Like there's appointments 
So from 2 to 2.30, me and nine other people get to go in six feet apart, continuously wearing masks. Yeah. And then Kev, like, will come out and stage, and then one person goes and takes a picture, and that lasts, I don't know, hopefully 10 minutes, and then you get 20 minutes to kind of shop, and they're like, fuck off. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And then in between every people, there's a 10-minute cleaning session. Oh, shit, this is thorough. So, yeah, and you said, yeah, there's an appointment, so you can't just kind of gather, and yeah, it's not like it would be in the quote-unquote old days, but at least it's something. It's something, yeah, it's something to look forward to. That's fucking cool. We went down almost to the same spot for the movies pop up. Okay. And it was the same kind of appointment and go oh, and yeah. sit and kind of. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, that's that looked pretty cool. I'd love to. I would have liked to check that out. But, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunately that's the sh- shit we got to deal with now is appointments for the time being. But like you said, at least it's something. At least you get to check out the store and see Kevin Smith. That's pretty fucking cool. You might get a chance to try movies because I wouldn't be surprised if they come to other parts of i'm not sure if they've been to pennsylvania yet but they've definitely they haven't stopped touring since i went there oh really yeah yeah they hit up a new kind of place all the time so yeah they might come to to this yeah that'd be awesome i got a vegan cow tipper because my wife is vegetarian yeah so you have been thinking about it to be honest like (laughs) shit really it was actually really good fuck that yeah (laughs) no i know but i I've tried, I've tried ve- vegan and vegetarian stuff, and it's not terrible. But I just fucking love red meat. <laughs> I love just meat. I couldn't agree more because I have had a lot. Like I said, my wife blah blah. So I've tried a various amount of fake meats in various amounts of ways, and some of them are okay. But you can always tell. Yeah, There's, there hasn't been one. Even the impossible or beyond the imposter, meat. Yeah. The beyond. There hasn't been one where I'm like, is this not real? I know. Even though it's been tried. Yeah. Because I'd sell all the time. Try and fool me. Yeah. But it hasn't happened yet. Same here. I, fucking, I tried that one day at Duncan's and I was like, because I was hearing great things. Though. It sounds, it tastes just like meat. And it wasn't bad, but it tastes nothing like meat. It's like something totally different. It wasn't bad, but it tastes something totally different. Oh, it's, it's, I agree, but I fucking love that thing anyway. The Beyond, I think that one I think was, it was the Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. And I really like that. It wasn't trying to be fooled, wasn't trying to fool myself. Like, right. I'm not either one of those, but that taste, I actually really dug however they made it taste that way. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll <laughs> taste this. And I bought that as a non vegan vegetarian yeah. for me. Non-health reasons, other than the fact that I fucking actually <laughs> liked the way that it tasted. I was very surprised by how much I liked that one. Yeah, I don't remember if I liked it. I don't think I did like it that much. But, like, again, that might have been just me in my head saying, oh, this is not fucking me. I'm not, I can't like this shit. Oh, yeah, that wall is definitely something that I've been privy to taking down now because I've tried chicken, C-H-I-C-K apostrophe N. It's not real chicken. No, it's the like meat. tofu shit, right? yeah. They no. do get crunchier than real chicken nuggets, though. Get out. Yeah. Damn, I love crunchy chicken nuggets. I might have to check it out. You might, yeah, because, that, again, I do feel like you might be like, this isn't chicken, but you will crunch your way through it. They do get nice and crunchy. Give me that crunch, yeah. Yeah, I'll, maybe I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll, I'll give Homek another shot. <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh, God, so much super bad references. I know. So as I go to meet Kevin Smith, like you said, I'm a big fan, and he's my favorite director. Who's your favorite director? I was thinking about this, you know, because ever since you said you're going to see Kevin Smith, and I, I gotta say Quentin Tarantino probably. I'm a big. Tar- I hate Tarantino as a person, as a like. I find him incredibly annoying. Like, yeah, you can't stand his interviews and stuff watching him. But as a director, I think he's 
fuck. I love every fucking movie he puts out. You know, like Glorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction, all those movies. So I, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Tarantino. And then out of that, which one is your favorite? Oh, shit, my favorite Tarantino movie. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, honestly, it's probably a, the new, one of the newer ones, but Inglorious Bastards. I fucking love that movie. It's like a great cast, great story. I love the the reimagining of what really happened to Hitler and stuff like that. I think it was just really cool. But I mean, I love Pulp Fiction too. But I would probably pick Inglorious Bastards. Gun to my head. It's. I love that Mike Myers is in it. Yeah, he's what, what a weird pull in there. Yeah, he's like a British general or something, and I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's like holy shit. And no, I don't think I didn't know he was in it until I saw it. I was like, holy shit, that's Mike Myers, Austin Powers. <laughs> but yeah, and which I love Austin Powers too. But yeah, so I would definitely say Inglorious Bastards. I think I had like a watch mojo on or some shit like that, where I was like, people you didn't know, and I was like, that that is Mike Myers. Holy fucking yeah. shit! Like that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Because he had a lot of prosthetics on, I feel like, in it. But you could still tell it was him. But, yeah, it was definitely um, definitely a cool little cameo. I love Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like the, that's the first Tarantino movie I remember watching. That's what got me into it. Got into Tarantino movies. But I actually totally forgot about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, too. Have you seen that? I did once. I, want, I paid to watch it. You know, I rented it. Yeah. And I didn't love it. I want to watch it again, yeah. but I'm not going to pay for it again. Yeah. So once it's somewhere where I can watch it again, I think I didn't have HBO Max and it was on there. And I see, see, I feel like a lot of people didn't love it, but I, I loved it. I went to see it in the theaters by myself. I remember, and I was like, "Fuck that!" It's a slow burn, but it's a really good movie. But that's up there too. But yeah, I would say *Inglorious Bastards*, *Pulp Fiction*, and probably actually *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood* now. When you saw it alone in theater, did you put your fucking dirty ass feet up on the back of the headrest like Margot Robbie did? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. I know that motherfucker has a foot thing, but that bothered me as somebody who used to work at a movie theater, somebody who likes to go. I'm just like, stop. Uh, stop showing her feet. They're so dirty right now. And oh, no, Tarantino I didn't take my shoes off. No, I didn't do that. But <laughs> I ugh, That scene bothered me. Yeah. Yeah, I it was you. good though. I liked it. Yeah, it's. I'll have to see it again. It's a slow burn, but it's a good movie. I just, I like. I'm just. I hope he puts out another one soon. I don't know if he's got any projects in the pipeline, but I do enjoy a Tarantino movie. Like I said, can't don't like him really, but I like his movies. Have you ever met him or met anybody of fame? <sighs> no, I've unfortunately I've never met him. Even though like I say he's annoying, it would be fucking awesome to meet him. But I've met like a couple of musicians like. Uh, I met. I went backstage with REM once, and uh, Andrew McMahon, who was like a punk punk singer from a band I used to like. But uh, other than that, no, I never really got a chance to meet anybody really cool that I would like. You know, someone I would be like geeking out over. But how about you? Well, you already said Kevin Smith. Kevin. Yeah. Other than that, I feel like there was one more. I met the Red Ranger. Oh shit! Oh, that's right. You were saying yeah. And then Kel Mitchell. Oh, that's cool. I met a couple wrestlers, like WWF wrestlers back that in the day. Counts. Yeah. Now that I think about like Owen Hart I met, uh British Bulldog, Marty Jannetty. I don't know if you remember Marty Jannetty. He was fucking I didn't do any wrestling. Oh, you weren't a wrestling guy. No, I don't know why it didn't hit. Yeah, I love that shit. You would think good guys, bad guys dressing up pounding each other, I'd be be up my alley, but no, I don't know what about it was not Man, I I love that shit. I was jumping off counters <laughs> fucking like imitating them and stuff but yeah I, so yeah i get i met some wrestlers but other than that like nobody like no like a-listers you know what i mean i would consider someone like on my bucket list that i would like to meet yeah though kevin's on my bucket list both he and i would say i don't think he's an a-list celebrity 
He's up there though. Like he's pretty not A list, but like he's definitely like I would say a C list. <laughs> he yeah. says Z. Like he really takes the. I jab would say at B, himself. maybe even. I would say B, like personally, because like I'm not like a diehard fan, and I know who he is. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he's common. You know, but I figure like a lot of people would know him, but. Well, fucking comicbook.com, he says anything on his any podcast ever, and they're like, Kevin Smith says this. So the world has been bombarded with him pretty pretty hard by them. Yeah. I don't mean to be too hard on them, but I tried to read an article the other day, and I just couldn't get fucking through it. They suck. With all it? of the fucking pop-ups. Not only that, it's clickbait, too. Their headlines are always like, major reveal for upcoming Avengers movie, and it's like just something stupid that everybody knew already. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Some, something minuscule. Um, I still don't mean to be a dick about it, but they could use a copy editor. Yeah, for sure. Small things, you know, things that the computer doesn't pick up. There was something like where it was the, but it was only he. And of course, the computer's not going to pick that up. It's spelled correctly, but yeah. a person would know that there's a motherfucking T in the. It just <laughs> right. makes more sense. I don't know. Yeah, I get you. I'm not going to die on that. <laughs> Comicbook.com, Buds, Bros, and Superheroes were in that territory. Time to make that shift. That was the, may have been the worst segue i've ever had <laughs> hey it worked it works but i did tease a shower thought yeah. that will even further the talk of wandavision the ship uh theseus yes did I say that right? yeah i think so <laughs> if you take away if the ship if you have a ship right and you take away the planks and replace them with new planks is it still the ship once you've replaced all the old rotted out <laughs> planks or as you took those rotted woods away and you restored them and then rebuilt it with the unrotted, restored wood, which one is still the ship Theseus? That is a great question. And Did I, I explain s- it well enough? Because everybody yeah. who saw WandaVision is like, I see where he is, but if you haven't, are we? Yeah, it makes okay. sense. Yeah, if you, take some, if you kind of fix something with new parts, is it still the same thing or same vessel? And. I would say, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like if you're like, if the bones of it, like the the core of it is still the same, I feel like it would be the same, you know, you consider it the same ship. You know what I mean? I, that's my opinion of it, at least. I would have to agree. Yeah. I, I would think that there would then be two. Because in my opinion, it, it's the, what you said is it's the soul that's put into it, the idea that's put into going behind it. If you're restoring a car for somebody who used to drive that car when it was brand new, and you want to give it back, but like the door is not the same. It doesn't make it any less the car. You right. Know? They're like not going to the give a shit about is there. that. Yeah. yeah. They're going to say, this is my car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. For those super lost, it will make sense as we close this for sure and enter the superheroes. We're going to talk about the last four episodes of WandaVision. So to kind of bigly recap Smalley, Wanda and Vision are in this place in New Jersey. Jersey. It is the fucking West motherland. Fuck um, <laughs> And time is passing in decades. And with that, of them being kind of in a TV land, if you will. Oh, man, do you remember TV land? Hell yeah. Still a station? It's, it's still a station, yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't watch it, but it's still a station. I used to watch it all the time. Imagine each episode being like TV land episodes of like, all right, first we're in Leave it to Beaver, and then we're kind of in Bewitched, and then we're kind of in the Brady Bunch. and It takes you through like the evolution of sitcoms, I would say. You know what I mean? Like it's- You're so much smarter <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but... That was perfect. It takes you through the evolution of sitcoms, where now, as we pick up the story right now, Wanda and Vision are married. They live in Westview. They've got the two boys. 
a nosy next door neighbor who's up to something and people are acting weird and Vision doesn't know what's going on. Nobody really knows what's going on yet. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good start. People on yeah. the outside, so there's an inside and an outside. Right, that inside too. the hex and outside the hex, yeah. That's a good thing to mention. Yes, people <laughs> yeah. are watching what's inside, as you mentioned, the hex. Right. So we start this episode with the all-new Halloween Spooktacular. I think it might be my favorite episode. Yeah, it was cool. It was a good episode. I like the Halloween Incorporation. Yeah, it was great. I always love that time of the year. Me too. No matter, you know, if it's actually the, all the way October through. Right. Of like the Christmas episode, the Thanksgiving episode, blah, blah, blah. So the spooktacular is definitely great. And also the beginning is Malcolm in the Middle. Yep. For all intents and purposes. Yep. And you could pick up on that right away. It's usually like, oh, this is Malcolm in the Middle. Like the theme song and just the, the style of shot and stuff. Yeah. To say homage is a little bit of an understatement. These guys really just were like, we love you. Look how well we did this because it was perfect down to... One of the boys even breaking the fourth wall and talking to the camera, and it was a steady walk and talk, yep. and just like, this is exactly like Malcolm in the fucking middle. Yep. But it's Halloween, and we get Scarlet Witch dressed up. Slakovian Slico- Sl- fortune teller, she tells her kids she's dressed up as. I, I thought, spoilers, I'm sorry, guys. I thought this was as far as we were going to go to get her as close as what she looked like in the comics. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was. We know pretty, it's not true now, but like, right? It was pretty. Yeah, it was, and it was pretty close at the time. But I think it was more of like a older version of what she looked. You know what I mean? Like, in the what we see eventually, we'll get to it. The more modernized version of her outfit or costume, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it was it was cool. And then you had Vision come downstairs in his getup and saying he was a Mexican wrestler. I thought it was funny how they were trying to like play off what they were, and they couldn't really explain it to the kids what they were supposed to be. Because I'm not gonna lie. When we first talked about the show and I was hesitant, yes, that, those images were some of the first ones I saw where I was like, ew. <laughs> right. What are you guys fucking doing? Like, ew. And then as it made sense and unfolded the way it did, I was like, that's fucking great. Yeah. God damn, they're fucking smarter than I am. I really prejudged them on that front because I loved the way they both looked and the reasoning behind it. Yeah. It made sense. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Fine with it. Right, yeah, exactly. It was, it was kind of a funny knock on what they used to look yeah you know i mean it was like they're kind of making fun of what they looked like in the comics and stuff like that so it was yeah it was very clever and like you said they these shows started off you're kind of, like i said just the show started off kind of um you know like what the hell's going on here but they wrap it they tie everything in so great i feel like that's why i love the show we still have evan peters running around as pietro yep and to continue with the motif of what you were talking about he gets his diy cosplay mm-hmm. looking like his old school version yep which i might try to steal <laughs> for your like a costume for yourself for halloween yeah, yeah. i might do that because i thought he looked awesome it didn't look like much just pants on top of shorts or shorts on top of pants yeah. and just a few little lightning bolt across his shirt how yeah. hard can it be yeah definitely not yeah i thought he was great in this episode too like uncle uncle p and like, like sleeping on the couch like even snores cool like there's a little cool like it was just yeah, it was it's it was cool to see him on the show, and like you said, that costume he had was like you said simple, but it was pretty cool looking. I don't know what it was, but it was grabbed my eye as well. Which also then extended to the two boys, where we get a little bit of Wicked and Speed looking yep. like Wicked and Speed, where it's like this is fucking great because <laughs> yeah. people wearing costumes in the real world is weird. And how do we get around it? Let's just do this really quick. We will eventually get to them. Like, why would it? It explains why their grown up versions are. If we ever see them in a real outfit, like where they get that idea, it's like this one time from Halloween. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, it gives you a little bit of backstory, of evolution of what they are end up going going to end up looking like and stuff. Yeah, I agree. It's I feel like that's what Marvel does great. Everything matters at some point. I feel like with Marvel, you know what I mean? Like it might not matter right now on the show, but at some point it might pay off. Not only that, yeah, but they're also great at retroconning stuff. Yeah. If you remember Iron Man 2, yep. There was like a little boy in a Tony Stark helmet, and that's actually Peter Parker. And they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's like, ah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the sadder things comes out of this. So as Vision is trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, he gets to the farthest perimeters of the hex. Mm-hmm. And there's these two people setting up for Halloween and repeating yeah. the same motion over and over. Because yep. the further away from her, the source, the weaker the magic is, the less puppetry they have you know they can only do simple simple motions and this one lady was just trying to hang something it was never fully there hanging it and this other motherfucker was just putting down a pumpkin or something yeah i remember yeah and there's that one single teardrop that rolls out of her fucking eye and it's like whoa yes she's trapped you know some creepy shit you know like yeah we have seen vision take other people out of the hex and it's like oh my god it's so scary yeah it sucks blah 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 and then put him back in. But at least, like, there you're okie dokie, mister, or something. Yeah. Like, this bitch is forever going <laughs> to hang that thing now. Yeah. Like, what happened? What kind of hell is that? Yeah. What kind of fucking hell is that yeah. indeed? And then as you go further out in town, those, those people are completely motionless. Like, they're just frozen. Like, so imagine being that where you're not even moving at all. You're just kind of frozen in time. That's got to be torture, too, as well. Yeah. I, I, I stand a lot, and I like to sit down. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, I don't know why I stand all the time, yeah. almost. And at the end of the day, laying down in bed is just so <laughs> nice. Rewarding. Maybe that's why you do it. It's nice Maybe. little reward. <laughs> but, yeah, not to get that, what kind of hell is that, too? I know, yeah. And like, they're just literally frozen. Because like, I think he visions like, ma'am, excuse me, are these your children? And she's just not moving at all, you know? So, yeah. As the further it goes out in town, it's shit's getting weirder you know what i mean i think vision's kind of picking up like okay this is getting really weird i knew it was weird but it's getting really weird now and as he sits and gets to the border we are now hopping back and forth more than we ever have something in the early episodes that i loved was the aspect ratio would change so when we were in wandavision especially in the 50s and 60s it's called 133 side mat mm-hmm. it's only like this yeah and then as it as she took Rambo out, it went to 240, which is more traditional. You know, if you watch old TV on your screens now, you're always going to have that side mat. Yeah. Because it's just 16 by so it's all it could do. Right. So that's something small. And now that's going to start breaking more and more. Yeah. But we are going back and forth. And this fucking dickhead wants to get in there. Vision's right there Dick. wanting to come out. The Dick Rector, I call him. Dick Rector Hayward. He's a fucking nice. asshole. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, we're really going to talk about him in the finale because yeah. Jesus Christ. And eventually Vision does try to leave. Yes. Before that, sorry, he sees Agatha. Agnes at the time, before he knows it's Agatha. I'm sorry. Not yeah. sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert, guys. I think we kind of, if you listened to the yeah, last one, we thought we were going to get through this, so we kept going. But as we know, like we were not breaking the... Uh, <laughs> Um, she's playing him like a puppet oh, and yeah. he's trying to leave and we realize now he can't. Yeah. It was, I actually went back and rewatched the episode and like you said, having hindsight now and just seeing Agatha, A- Agnes playing him like, and it gives you a little different perspective once, cause once you get to the finale, you get more perspective on it. But yeah, she's just, Oh, you're, she tells him he's an Avenger and she's like, 
don't you know you're dead? Like, and he's kind of like, she's getting all this shit dropped on him. Like, and he's just like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, he's. Why would I be dead? Right. Why yeah. would you be dead? Because like, you are. And she calls him Avenger. I think he says, what's an Avenger? Like, yeah. Yeah. He has no idea what, you know. So you kind of get the feeling that this is not the vision we know. You know what I mean? Like, we knew from the movies and stuff like that. So, yeah, Agnes, she played him like a fiddle, like you said. Like, she just revved him up even more, I feel like. Because we're definitely led to believe by Dick Word. Hayward, Dick Director. Dick, Dick Rector, yeah. That Wanda has stolen the body and recommissioned him. Yes, yes. So that's why he doesn't... And that's why when we hear that he doesn't have memories, it's like, wait, 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 wait. That's right. weird. You know, he he's should, a fucking yeah. machine. How can he forget? He should have some recollection. Maybe it's the Mind Stone. Right. Eventually we will get farther into that. But one of the coolest things, in my opinion, then happens... Pietro's being a dick, says you can't kill your husband twice. She zaps him. He's out of the picture. Yeah. The kids go running home. Wanda realizes Vision's outside of the hex. He can't live outside of the hex. So instead Bi- of... I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Because uh, Billy Wiccan is the one that says, I hear daddy's in trouble. Nights, yes. Because he's the one who gets her powers, more or less, yeah, for anybody yeah. who's not familiar. So I hear dad. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I fucking... I really... <laughs> we're going to get to if these kids come back. <laughs> So she's got to extend it rather than grab him in. Yeah. And there's normalcy on the outside of the hex. And then once it flips through, mm-hmm. that's one of the coolest shots. Yeah. All of this military stuff becomes circus stuff. Yep. The people become clowns and shit. Yeah, like some of the military people become clowns. And the one vehicle became like a funnel cake truck or something like that. I can't remember. But yeah. Helicopter became a hot air hot balloon. Hot air balloon. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool to see it. How it you know engulfed these and turned them into this circus on the outskirts of town, on outskirts of town, and before we really know it, are seeing what chaos magic really can do. Yes, it's not simply making it look like it's different; it's changing the matter completely. Yep, which is fucking dope. Yeah, and you mentioned chaos magic, and if you're noticing the theme song for this song, it's. There's a, a line about chaos. This is chaos or something like that. Or keep pretend. It's, it was cool, like, hearing that and then, like, realizing it, you know, once we get to the end of the show, which we'll get to. But, yeah, it's like you said, it's changing the molecular makeup, if I said that right, <laughs> molecular makeup of uh, these people and these things, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's not just changing it visually. It's actually changing the makeup of these things. Great episode. Per- it it was it. really, really good. We Got get Darcy. She's coming into the hex now, which will play big as we now talk about breaking the fourth wall. Yep. I love Malcolm in the Middle. I like Modern Family more. So in terms of motif of the episode, I think this one wins it for me. I've never like continuously watched Modern Family, but I've seen episodes and it did nail it. And for me, what I love even more, which I think you love too, is The Office. And the theme song was a direct homage to The Office. You know what I mean? It was like, holy shit, this is The Office theme song. It was like almost... Sounded just like it, you know what I mean? It was very similar to it. So I, I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. Similar enough that you recognize. Right, Not yeah. so similar to get sued, hopefully. Can we just say that Elizabeth Olsen, I think, deserves a goddamn Emmy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because she's playing all these different decades of television, and she's nailing, like, every stereotype. You know what I mean? Like, or every kind of role, you know what I mean? So even in this one, she's, like, doing the... dead, the deadpan humor and stuff like that, you know? So, yeah, I, I, I love this episode as well. Even Julie Bowen stepped in and said something who is one of the main people on yeah. Modern Family and was like, this is this is great. I love this show and I like this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Do you like Happy Gilmore? 
Yes. It's the same fucking lady from Happy Gilmore. Which, oh, the... The mom on... So the middle mom. Yeah, Yeah. she's the one who's actually Jay's daughter. Oh, yeah, okay. It fucking blew my mind. For anybody who doesn't believe me, go back and watch Happy Gilmore, and she has, like, the two pictures, and, like, that's Julie fucking Bowen. Holy shit. And then when you watch this, you're like, how did you get better looking as you got older? Like, this is fucking crazy. Doesn't make any sense. You should have been the witch in this show. (laughs) By the way, witches are badass. The show has made me realize how badass witches are. Not since Hocus Pocus have I been so <laughs> fucking sold on witches. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 fucking cool. <laughs> now, to be honest with this episode, other than the Modern Family tie-in, like it's it's all about the end to me. Yeah, stuff starts going haywire in this episode. Like the kids are playing a video game system, and it's like glitching into different. Goes from like Atari to Nintendo, uh, GameCube to it ends up being like Uno. So like the kids are starting to pick up that stuff's going going haywire and like there's a lot of weird glitches in this episode. So yeah, it's like setting up for the end and Wanda realizing that the jig might be up. You know, like something's going on. Vision's still on the other side of town. He yep. untaps Marcy. She's trying to help him get back, but subconsciously in the hex, which is an extension of Wanda's mind, really. They keep getting blocked. Yeah. Oh, that was that was great. When yeah, like, was funny. he's like, I think Wanda's trying to keep me because he's doing like one of those office interviews. He's like, I think Wanda's trying to keep me from getting home. And then it cuts to like a school guard walking out in front of the vehicle, and then you know, and so, the yeah. light goes out and somebody comes and fixes yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, just random shit. Yeah, it was it was great. Outside the hex is actually more fun to some. Because we were supposed to get this aeronautical engineer. Oh, yeah. Many people just fucking dug themselves a hole of who they thought it could be. Yeah. And that wasn't the reveal. That no, wasn't. It was the very, reveal. very lackluster, the reveal. You know I mean, it was just some random woman that uh, Monica knew from the military, and that was it. But when I listened to the director's take on it, it made more sense of like, yeah, why would I, why? Uh, no, I wasn't planning that. That moment, it's for Monica. Like, we're about to reveal her superpower, like her super being. Her first time with the glowing eyes, she was told, don't go back in there. It's changing you. Yeah. And we were about to give her all this. Why the fuck would I bring somebody else in and like give, and I, for the first time, I was like, that is a good point. He is giving us a character. Like, why did we do that? Right. And I think it's just people, like you said, the internet theorizing and getting pissed off when their theories don't come true. You know, it's. I, I, part of me wished it was wishing it was Reed Richards, but at the same time, I wasn't really that upset that it wasn't. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool origin story for Monica. You know, kind of shows like you said how she's getting her powers, and yeah, it's essentially creating a new character. Yeah, I thought it was going to be cool, but I never put my chips on that bet yeah, at all. Because right. in my head, it's like this was all written before that deal went through. Right, and, and there's like, there's speculation. They even know who Reed Richards who's playing him yet. You know, what I mean, there's speculation. It's John Krasinski, but. They don't know for sure, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's like, I think that's what people wanted. They wanted to see John Krasinski in the Marvel show. Like, that was like the, his introduction to the series, uh, to the Marvel universe. I think more so than even caring about the building of the universe, they wanted to be like, I was right. Right. I said it first. <laughs> Look at the time and stamp. I said it first, <laughs> and I was right. Yeah, exactly. And rather than even caring about what's happening. The context, yeah. I'm going to wrap up with more of my feeling about that. But, of like, if you wanted to see it play by play of a comic book come to life. Like I don't agree with that. Right. Just go read the comic. If you want to see that story and use your imagination and theater of the mind and you play it out in your head, it's okay that this is something different. Definitely. I agree. So the engineer brings a thing, doesn't get through. Monica does. She now has superpowers. Yeah. 
and we're kind of at the end. Eventually, Vision goes, why am I trying to drive there? I could fucking fly. That was and the best, yeah. He takes off. The, he was sitting there doing a monologue, and he's like, what the hell am I doing here? He's like, why am I talking to you people? I'm going to go see my wife. And then he fucking shoots up and flies off and goes to, back to Wanda. And for anybody who didn't, Darcy's left there. I kind of forgot that. And at the end, it pays off. But I was just like, where the fuck? Oh, yeah, you were. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So at the very end of this, we find out the true this is Agatha all along, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, it is Agatha all along at the end of this. Yep. A song that people didn't know they needed. It's fucking great. I people played it, loved it numerous times since it's on Spotify now. I love it. There's like even like remixes to it, like hip hop versions and shit or whatever the kids listen to these days. But yeah, it's and it's kind of like like everybody. I think most people knew that she was Agatha Harkness. But just the way they revealed it, I thought it was really cool. And that theme song, very Monsters vibe, like from the you know the show The Monsters. And yeah, it was cool. And then she was kind of just pulling the strings on a lot of the bad shit that happened in the hex. That was one of the things in which, uh, again, if you want to hear what I'm referencing and listening to the director, uh, Kevin Smith, which we also talked about, funny, full circle, Fat Man on, no, it's not Fat Man on Batman anymore, Fat Man Beyond, they had the director. So you can go and listen to that. And in the meantime, I'm going to drop a little bit of what I heard that that was something that they had to split up the shooting for because she had to do it in all the different eras. Oh, okay, yeah. And she was like, yeah, that one, that was a great, great time, just, like, getting her in on set while the set was done and having her, I got to see, bubble. it just sounded like a fun yeah, fucking thing yeah. to do because her reveal, she's awesome. Yeah, it was badass. She's she's a great character. She And Catherine Hahn plays a great villain, you know what I mean? Like, just very... You know, like very funny. She had great humor to her. Yeah, I, I loved her character. And she, um, at the end of that song, at the end, of Agatha, I killed Sparky too. It's like you bitch, you killed the dog. You know, it's like she just, it was just great. I loved it. And all the memes that came off of that. Oh yeah. Are perfect. Yep, and all the videos and the, the Agatha all along. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. It's, it's it was it was great. My favorite was, and I hired Joss Whedon to finish Justice League too. <laughs> yeah, I think, yay! My two favorite things are being talked about at once. Yeah, that's great. Then we can go into previously on, where, in my opinion, these two finales are really just one giant ass kicking movie. Yeah, almost. Yeah, it was previously on was great. It was kind of like um, Christmas Carol, kind of. You know, I mean, she's going back through all her different stages of life. Like you say, it was just a lot of action, a lot of fleshing out a lot of the stuff that we might not have, uh, you know, we had questions about regarding her character and what her motivation was. So, yeah, I, I love this episode as well. We found out the reason that this show is the way it is. Everything is the way it is. Because her father sold bootleg American DVDs. Yeah. And watching them before they were sold was one of her family's great things. It was like a Friday night thing where it's like, we only speak English tonight and like stuff like that. And Meanwhile, Call of Duty's going on outside. There's like guys in the street with guns and shit. Yeah, it was cool because it gave a little bit, um, it made sense now that why she was using these sitcoms as a vessel in her, you know, in this hex that she made up. But yeah, it was it was a cool reveal to see, you know. It was kind of like a happy moment for her and for someone who probably seems like doesn't have a lot of happy moments to remember as, you know, her lifetime. And it's one I think everybody could do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who doesn't have that one happy moment of just like, all right, this is my family sitting down and watching TV. Yeah, exactly. So to see her do that, it's just like, all right, I get that. Yeah. And then we go further and we see for two days we wait for Tony Stark to kill us. Yeah. You know, that was her big thing to say in Civil War. And now... That fucking shot, dude, still, I saw it. 
even on my second time, I still jumped when like all of a sudden she's sitting there watching and the bomb goes off in back of her. And yeah. She just, you're just like, holy shit. Yep. That was fucking dope. And then the other bomb drops in. Now, do you think she prevented that bomb from blowing up or do you think it's just because she says it all is just a faulty bomb you know what i mean but that's what she was led to believe but the thing that this show instilled in us or really tried to make canon was that the mind stone did not give her any powers yeah it only awakened what was there right now the big fight is where does pietro stand in that and did it wake up the x-gene now that we own the X-Men, can we say, like, it didn't just imagine or awaken your, your witchness, it awakened your X-Gene? Because if not, then how did Pietro get powers? Yeah. Was he always meant to be a speedster still? Like, that doesn't right, yeah, co, doesn't, co as well as Wanda's. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, yeah there's got to be more to it than that. But that scene was dope of her, like, trying to, like, go and talk to it, and then all of a sudden we saw... Almost a little bit of a pre-glimpse of what she was going to look like coming out of the stone. And yeah, it was kind of like a phoenix from the X-Men moment. And yes. Yeah, it was like she's, you could see, and there was like, I saw images on the internet where they whitened up the picture and you could actually make out like more details and stuff. And it was like, oh, this looks pretty fucking cool, whatever they're going with this. But it was definitely a messianic kind of coming to moment with right. her. And that was blanked off the tapes and yeah. something, like you said, adding to her, you know. Yeah. We only got about 30 minutes of Scarlet... Well, no, of just Wanda. She's right. not even the Scarlet Witch. Right. We'll get yeah, to that yeah. in a second, but not much. And now, all of a sudden, we got so much backstory on her in this episode, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was They, they gave you a lot of detail, and like you said, because prior to this show, Scarlet Witch, Vision, too, they weren't characters I really cared about that much. And now, like, they're pretty huge parts of this universe now i mean like they have a lot of i feel like they're gonna have a lot of implications going forward you definitely mentioned too paul bettany being in all four phases the only person to yeah. do that yeah that was wild so fact. he is a big big part of this yeah we see them at the avengers watching malcolm in the middle mm-hmm. the avengers compound excuse me and again thickening their kind of love story then we are led to believe you know that fucking end game happens and somehow vision bought this place in new jersey and left a little note with I love you and like this is our new home. Right. And that's where she fell to her knees and let out all of this hex magic. And that's where this comes from. Yeah, she created the hex essentially out of all this pain and grief. So she created this world that she wanted to live in, you know, and made to- made total sense. You're like, oh, now now I get it. This is this is why she created this world because this is where she was supposed to start her home, her family with vision. It it, it was so nice. I liked. It was sad. Is this the one where we also find out that she didn't take his body? That she yes. went and she was really like, was oh, stages, you're actually dead. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the stages she went through with uh, Agnes where and it shows that shows what an asshole Hayward is really because he, he makes everybody believe that she stole the, he doctors the footage from the facility and stuff like that, make it look like she stole the body. In reality, she was just going there to try to get the body and she ends up leaving without it anyways. And yeah, it was kind of sad. I can't feel you. Yeah, it was very sad. Very sad shit. So to tie that up all towards the very end, we see that Hayward has made a Caucasian vision. (laughs) Caucasian vision. White vision, which is a story right out of the fucking pages, you know. So that was cool. A lot of people, in my opinion, didn't see that coming. Maybe Paul Bettany screwed himself over when he's like, I can't wait to work with this person. It's like, I think you're talking about yourself, bro. There's going to be two visions, huh? Yeah. It, white vision was badass like and i never realized i i think he looks way cooler than regular vision i was like this 
fucking looks cool. But yeah, then Paul Bettany dug himself a hole. Like you said, he kind of played a joke on people pretty much saying, oh, I've wanted to work with this person my whole life. And then it ended up being himself. And I think that's where people were pissed off. Oh, he promised this big reveal. I was like, not really. If you go back and listen to it now, it's like, no, he was kind of makes sense what he said. You know, he it was electric when we were on screen together. It was it was, it was a cool reveal, and I, I thought it was a cool cool to see them see the white vision come to how it came to be. The series finale, and that is the name of the episode, picks up right where previously on ends, and that is Agatha in full witch mode, using her purple magic to fuck up her kids, not her kids, but right. Wanda's kids. Right. At the end of the last episode, doesn't she say like, it was the last episode where she says the. She has the kids on the leash or whatever they are, the ropes or whatever, and she's like, I, I know what you are, Wanda. You are the Scarlet Witch, and that's how it ends. And like you're like, oh, shit. Like That's like one of the first times they actually ever called a comic. Was that the first time they called a comic book person, a comic book hero by their like comic hero name? No. No? Just her. Okay. I think there's yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. But I, I feel like something like they don't really – I guess Iron Man. No, you're right. No, never mind. Disregard that. <laughs> It's the first time that, yeah, anybody, like, because we got earlier on, I think it was Dickward who was like, she doesn't have one of those stupid names. Yeah, right, you're right. So everybody was like, are we sure? Like, we know that she's the Scarlet Witch. Right. But does everybody know that inside this world nobody said that yet? So when that moment happened, it was a kick in the balls. Almost like you said of a Phoenix-type position of, you are this mantle. This is, you are this person, not not because you're a witch and you wore red, but no, this is a position that you now fill. Yeah, I was listening to a couple podcasts where they thought the line was going to be, you are a mutant. And that's what people thought, like, that's how they're going to create, you know, incorporate the X-Men and stuff like that. But I thought it was cool, you know, you are the Scarlet Witch. I thought it was a badass way to end the episode. It's like, shit, <laughs> she's the Scarlet Witch. Even though we knew it, but, you know. It was badass. Yeah. Now, which one did we see? Agatha at the beginning of Salem was that previously on or breaking the fourth wall no it must have been previously on because at, at the end of breaking the fourth wall yeah is when we saw the yes okay so it must have been previously on that was also one scene I wanted to touch on yeah I agree yeah because that was that was a cool scene because it was like you see her being led and it's obviously Salem and it says Salem Massachusetts 16 whatever 92 or whatever it was and it was like you're assuming she's being led by like the villagers to be like burned at the stake but then it turns out she's it's like other witches. They're like, you betrayed your covenant. You're doing all this magic above your age and rank. And it was pretty fucking cool. I thought it was a cool scene as well. It was great. And more more of her just being awesome and taking all their power, which then as we get into the series finale, Wanda's throwing red shit at her and she's just getting her hands or just getting fucking haggard looking. And she says, taking other people's power is kind of my thing. And that kind of pays off then in figuring out, oh man, this is going to be a pretty gnarly fight yeah but then wanda does something that i'm like yeah why don't we do more of this and she just chucks a fucking car at her yeah and that was a little uh, wizard of oz reference there the feet hanging out of the under the vehicle i was like oh i see what you did there fucking a yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's when she gets introduced to the white vision and he almost mushes her head like a basketball well yeah he walks up to her he's like wanda and you think he's gonna be like nice and caring to her and then he just starts fucking squeezing her head like you said i was like oh shit he's not he's not he's here not here to mess around did you see man of steel yeah, I, but like only once, and it was a long time ago, which is like the story of my life with movies. But I don't know if it was an homage or, but there is a very similar shot of Zod holding. I can't, I, I can't remember if it's Lois or Martha, and Superman just comes in and fucking takes him and just rams him on. It's almost shot for shot the same. Yeah, 
And I loved it. And this one as well, you know, he just kind of comes and takes her out and she lands superhero pose and he just rips up the street and throws him into a fucking tanker. My The vision, not the white vision. Right. My favorite shot in that whole sequence of vision versus vision is vision versus white vision is when something blows up in the background, it's just white vision and like flames behind it. It just looks so fucking cool. I was like, that is a badass shot. I'm like, I'm a huge white vision fan. Now I think I want to buy the Funko. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Speaking of which, I got to get some of those Funkos for (laughs) sure. My yeah. wife is very pleased. <laughs> it's almost a Star Warsian ending, if you ask me, in the fact that we've got Vision versus White Vision and Agatha versus Scarlet and the kids versus the cops. Yeah. Because we get this heart wrenching scene before the fight, fight, bang, bang of Agatha going, Look what you're doing to these townspeople. Yeah. And Kitty Foreman's there, like, Can you please just fucking kill us? Please yeah. just kill me. And everybody, so she's like, get out while you can. And so as they're escaping, the military wants to come in. And there's a scene with Dottie, who we thought was, you know, going to be this, a lot of people thought she was going to be a bigger character, like, because she was really super weird in the one episode she was in. But she's the first one that Agatha, Agatha kind of snaps out of it. And she's like, I just want to see my daughter. She's she's been locked in her room because like I, sounds like when they're not doing stuff like the only time we see kids is the halloween episode it sounds like the rest of the time they're kind of just in their room sleeping the whole time these kids are doing their homework or off doing something in which you know television often takes care of yeah. so they're forgotten and yeah it sounds like they're just like we were talking about earlier in the halloween episode just living in some sort of fucking hell right yeah so it's kind of like oh you kind of see how the how the hex is affecting these people you're like oh shit like these people are like you said in hell like they're like being tortured they just want to you know have their lives back so yeah that was that was a that was a good scene she cuts all them loose they're out the military's coming in dick word tries to shoot children <laughs> yeah the, f- the fuck, fuck was man. that maniac he's a maniac like, it, like yeah it's like dude they're kid- even if they're not real children because like if they're made up children like you're still <laughs> shooting at a child like it's insane on top of that it's just you you're trying to shoot at a child that you saw was stupidly fast right and they have powers, clearly. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're, but then Monica jumps in front, and that's when you see kind of her power. She absorbs these bullets. And then Wiccan, the one bullet that does get by uh, Wanda, he kind of like does some Magneto-type shit and like stops it and drops it to the ground. So, yeah, it was, it was quite the sequence of events. Vision eventually gets white vision and goes into the discussion, which we kind of teased going into this, of like, which one of us really is the Vision? Yeah. And normally, I don't... I have to, A, complain a little bit because the spinny spinny was too much. Yeah. I didn't like that. I get that we're both flying in the air in a circular room, but it was very disorienting to me. Yeah. And that aside, I like that we stopped the bang bang to be like, I need you to elaborate. Yeah. What are you talking about? And then they go through saying, yeah, you know, I'm not made up of anything. I'm, I've got no real flesh and bone, but I, I have memories. Yeah. Or I, you are made up of nothing new, but stored like... Right. I'm not explaining too well. But which one of us is real? And right. Come here. I'm going to give you your memories. This is eventually. Yeah, I think happens. Vision was trying to make them realize they're kind of one and the same. You know what I mean? Like, and that it's, it's it was a funny parallel because outside you have Agatha and Wanda like going to town on each other, and then inside they're like, yeah, let's have an intelligent conversation here. <laughs> you want to destroy the Vision, but aren't you more the Vision than I am? And yeah. he's like, fuck. And then he gives them. You said he gives them the memories, and then he's fucking out of there. White Vision's gone. And he just leaves. Yeah. And now it's kind of an everybody versus Agatha moment until Wanda's like, no, 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 you guys fuck off. Stay there. Yeah. And she just starts throwing everything she has at her. Yeah. And missing a lot. Right. 
And at first, when I was first watching this, I was like, this bitch is going rampant. Like, what the fuck? I, I'm not seeing what's happening. And it's revealed. And to tell this story, we kind of have to tell another story. Yeah. At the very end of Breaking the Fourth Wall slash the very beginning of Previously On, as the Scarlet Witch or Wanda's in Agatha's basement, she can't do any of her own magic because there's ruins. And mm. ruins are drawn on the wall. And the caster of the ruins can be the only person to do magic Within in said space. space. Yep. So what does she do? When she's missing, or what we think she's missing, she's actually throwing ruins around the, the space around Agatha, and then it's like Agatha tries to use her powers, and she's like, couldn't do it, and Wanda says, well, you're the one that taught me this, so fuck you, kind of. like yeah. This is, this is now I'm the only one to be able to use powers here. And just starts doing like a sucking motion, taking all of what Agatha had stolen from her, taking it back, and even taking a little bit more. Yeah. And that's when we get her in her, what I like to call the Dragon Ball Z, the final form. Yeah. We get to see her in her outfit, in which I will assume from now on be the Scarlet Witch's getup, you know, her yeah. alter ego. Yeah. It and was, it's beautiful. Yeah, it was It was great. It was a great outfit, and it was kind of cool um, because previously in this episode, Agatha says to her, Wanda, you're in the dark hold, like in the book, the dark hold that you and the and um the Scarlet Witch wasn't born; she was forged. And this was kind of like I thought was her being forged. Like this was her moment of I'm the fucking Scarlet Witch now. You know what I mean? Like I am the most powerful. She's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, who we know, Doctor Strange. Uh, that's what Agatha says. So yeah, it was kind of badass moment where she's kind of like reached her full potential of what she's gonna be. You know, she fully knows what is. She understands why she's there now, and she understands what will have to happen, Yeah, which is the end of the episode, which to me is just heart-wrenching. She goes on to become the Scarlet Witch and beat Agatha and set stuff right. She's eventually going to let everybody go and deconstruct the Hex. So she goes back to the center of the Hex, where she started all of this empty plot of land that then became the house in which she shared all these memories of the show in. And the hex is slowly coming in at them. Right. And she's putting the kids to bed saying, uh, you know, she gives like the speech of that, you know, even though we may not be together, we're still, to, you know, something I'm paraphrasing terribly here, but you know, yeah, it was very heart wrenching. And like you said, the hex comes closing in and it's her and vision just in the living room together. It's like, shit, this is getting real. The kids remind me and I texted you that day. I was like, it had some Titanic feels yeah, to it. Yeah. Like they know they're about to die or like about to cease to exist. And she's like. Yeah, very Titanic. I, I see what you meant there. Why scare the kids and right. get them all in a panic? Just put them to bed like nothing bad's about to happen. and Shit's bad going <laughs> to happen, yeah. Now that has happened and that already has stuck a dagger in my heart. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but then they go downstairs. And the talk there between Wanda and Vision is, is what made all of this worth it, in my opinion. Because I felt, you know, the Vision said something like I was a voice and then I was a, I was a thought without a body and now I'm this. And now I was a memory. Like, I can't wait to see what happens next. Like, how will I say hello to you next time? And it's like, that's so fucking beautiful. Yeah. And she said something <laughs> even more to the effect of, yeah, was it that? How am I going to say hi to you next time? Oh, God, I wish I looked it up or had the exact quote. Because there's two of them that are just so, it's exactly what you want to fucking hear if you're dying. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to get too morbid. <laughs> But it reminds me of after Tony snapped yeah. and Gwyneth's just looking at him. Yeah. Ever. She's my friend, so I call her Gwyneth. <laughs> Gwyneth's just looking at him just like, it's okay, Tony. Yeah. Like, and I can make me cry because oh, what, Jesus. what do you want to hear more if you're going to die is just either it's okay, it's okay yeah. or Go ahead. I'll see you soon. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I, fucking beautiful, man. And then they're gone and it's over and she's just there and people are still pissed off at her. And Monica's like, you, they'll never know what you did. Yeah. And I'm kind of on both fences like, maybe you could have just made a house for you four to live in. You didn't need a whole town. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. At yeah. the same time, yeah. it is, dude. Like like Monica said, episode. if I could do it, you don't think I'd do this for my mom? Right. Yeah. She's like, yeah, like anybody would do it if they could, you know? Yeah. If it was for this, right. for this life right here, would yeah. I do that? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. At the expense of what? Other people? Yeah. I'm making you happy. There's nothing in your life. I don't know. No, I get There's a lot of ethical yeah. discussion to talk about. Like, I don't yeah. think she was the entire monster. No, she she might got a little out of control, but I mean, she her intentions were just to keep her family together, you know, have this family with vision. Yeah, I agree. And this show, in general, this show's had some great. Cause you're talking about the quotes, like I think it was the episode. What's the name of the episode? Uh, previously on when Vision, they're in that they're in the Avengers uh, bunker or whatever, and Vision says to, she's talking about how she's sad about her brother and stuff like that. And he says, what is grief if not love persevering? And it's like, damn, these Vision's a fucking very prophetic guy. You know what I mean? He's got some great quotes. So it's very powerful. And the show is about Wanda Vision. You know what I mean? So and it, it kind of hammered that home at the end there. Like this, is, this show was always about those two people and their story and their connection and their love for each other. And her grief. Yeah, and her grief. And getting yeah, over that's, it and right, the grief yeah. process. Yeah. And yeah, how it consumed her. Yeah, you know what I mean? And in the end of the day, all she was trying to do was have a family i thought it was very powerful like you said and it kind of got rogue one vibes i got i think i told you this like at the end like in the rogue one when the it was blowing up behind them and like they're being consumed by this and they're just hugging each other and kissing each other and that's exactly how this show ended like and it was the world was falling apart around them but they had each other beautiful yep. it was and she kind of says i'm gonna go off and figure out what i could do about this and then we get an Easter egg, the thing that in which it was just not good enough for people <laughs> of a scroll taking Monica to the side and being like, let's go to space, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Nick Fury. I think it's Nick Fury, right? It's Definitely. Be, yeah. The last time we saw him, he was on the spaceship. Yeah, he was in the sword. Your friend of your mother's shield. looking for you or something like that. He said he wants to talk to you. So, yeah, the scrolls. I don't How do you feel about the scrolls? I feel like they're going to fuck some shit up eventually. They're like, they got their own intentions, I feel like. That it, it would be a mighty scroll thing to do, yeah. but I feel like if if we didn't blow that already, it doesn't seem as big. Like now that we already know that they're here to have shape shifting assholes, like it's not going to be a big surprise right. if we didn't. You know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be okay. We'll see what it has to do. Yeah. That was the mid credit scene. Right. And then the post credit scene, we didn't get white vision. I really thought we were going to get something. Yeah. I mean, they'll pay it off sometime at some point. But. It will, but I really thought he'd be in the corner or some shit. But we do get Wanda, and she's just doing average shit. But where is she? Right. Because then in the other room, she's doing some Doctor Strange shit where she's out of body levitating, and she's going through that dark hold, which is no no good. And, you know, I think this is maybe how she gets even more towards the dark side. I, I'm stealing a Star Wars reference, but, she, you know, she's reading this dark hold book, and then you hear the kids in the background mom, mom help we need mom. your help so again she's gonna be motivated by her family and she's gonna do some bad shit to get her family back you know what i mean that's what i the impression that i got you know so it's gonna be interesting well for sure if she's seeing your kids it's got to be a different universe yeah a multiverse so right. that's which my everybody opinion. yeah everybody's looking forward to the multiverse and i feel like yeah it's like you said it's because the kids were in the hex and the hex dissolved. So obviously she's hearing them in some other dimension. So that's how it ends. And yeah. I was fine with that end. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I didn't have any 
like oh this fuck you know like some shows they end you're like this didn't wrap up this I I thought they wrapped up everything pretty well and like the stuff they didn't wrap up you know it's gonna pay off at some point Marvel's gonna like you said Vision going off White Vision going off he's obviously gonna be brought back somehow and I feel like a lot of some other stuff they might address down the road you know what I mean I fully believe that it enveloped itself it was perfect it, it put where it needed to be all the people online were like I can't believe they did this or didn't do this oh, yeah. You know, suck a dick. It it could just be its own thing. Yeah. Why would you want to see? Why does everything need to connect? What they did to make it connect? It wasn't good enough for you. Right. I thought seeing the blip was cool. You know, the only other time that we saw people travel back from being snapped out by Thanos was kind of a joke in the middle of Spider-Man where, oh, there's a band practice going on, Mm -hmm. but here's basketball or vice versa. Whereas this was just like the real true life panic of what the fuck would happen when half the population comes back out of goddamn nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you said, with the ending and I feel like Dr. Strange was supposed to come out like right after the show, I believe like the movie. So I feel like people wouldn't be as mad if that was coming out right now. You know what I mean? Like coming out soon because now the kind of the wait to see, cause you know, it's going to tie into Dr. Strange somehow. So I feel like that's part of the outrage, which I don't think is warranted, but it's like, I feel like if we had that right now, people wouldn't be as pissed. We're like, oh, we got that Strange coming down the pipe. You know what I mean? Like, it's some of this stuff's probably going to be explained sooner. But, but yeah, I mean, you can't. It's just like I said, people complaining about not getting what they want, and even though what they want might not have been the best thing for the show or for the Marvel Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, you sent me an article that I love, and I'll probably try to post the link to it. Where it's a guy writing very satire, yeah, so satirically, <laughs> where he's like. Why do you think I read comic books? <laughs> do you think I read comic books so I could enjoy them? No, yeah. I read comic books so when eventually these movies were supposed <laughs> to be coming out, I could have the upper hand and yeah. know more and see my vision of what I read come to screen. Yep. And, and yeah, it was, was one of the most perfectly eloquently ways of saying, fuck you guys, let them do what they want, and yep. that's what it is. Yep, yeah, it was very well written. Yeah, it was kind of a fuck you to the people that complain about every little detail and or think, read into like a little every every little thing. The, you know, so yeah, it was, that was a great article. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I got to send this to Nick. Once somebody gets an opinion or a vision, <laughs> <laughs> once somebody gets a vision on a movie, just let them do it. Yeah. And it's okay if your vision doesn't line up with theirs. Right. There's other stories. You can go read a Scarlet and Witch and Vision story that might line up with yours. It's in comics. It's been done. This Absolutely. was their version of it. Yep, for sure. So all in all, in the Pantheon, where does this lie for you? As far as how much I like it? Yeah, let's just kind of edit everything into one giant movie. How'd it go? I thought it was great. I would give it probably like an 8 out of a 10. You know, if we're doing 1 out of 10, I thought it was phenomenal. I mean, nothing's perfect, so I don't give. I don't really give 10s out. But this was pretty damn close to being a perfect... If it was a movie, I would have been enthralled the whole time. Which I was enthralled with the show the whole time. If it was a movie, I thought it was, it, it was great. I would agree, and I'd give it the same. We usually do like uh, A through B, so an eight I kind of see as a yeah. B. Yeah, yeah, know? B, yeah, B plus even maybe. You know That's I mean? exactly what I would do. Yeah. Somewhere in between the eight point three and eight point six of like, very good, very very good. Yeah, it was I enjoyed f- it. Very, it was a very entertaining show, and it was exceeded my expectations. You know, what I mean, I was interested in it but then when i started watching it it kind of just sucked me i was like this is gonna be fucking awesome even i know some people didn't like the first two episodes i think you were one of them that didn't like the first two but it drew me in from the beginning and 
yeah, exceeded my expectations. Now we have to wait for uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which now I have high hopes for that. You know what I mean? Like they set the bar high with this one. Yeah, that guy is sitting at home because they did choose for these first ones to have one director do everything. So yeah. WandaVision was one director. Probably. That guy's probably sitting at home seeing the buzz for WandaVision, how much people are just loving it and probably going, Hmm. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Indeed. Like, yeah. I don't know if he's a drinking man. Could he even be a woman or whatever <laughs> right. they yeah, indulge yeah, in. Yeah, they've yeah. probably just been indulging a little bit more just to kind of, <laughs> uh-oh. Yeah. I'm looking at that and we got Loki too. I think that's in the summertime, right? Loki maybe? I can't, but yeah. I think Loki might be a little bit more similar to WandaVision, you know, because the magical aspect of it. So but I'm interested to see Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm, I think, what, next week it comes out, right? I think. If not, yeah, the, it's soon. Which is awesome because you don't have that much time to wait for another new show to start. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's gonna, I think it's going to be – I have high hopes for that as well. Hopefully it doesn't let me down. I'm interested in Zemo. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Wait, what's the, I don't know if I know that. The bad guy from Civil War. Oh, yeah. See, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about a show. <laughs> no, no, no. The bad guy from Civil War is the bad guy in this. Yeah, guy yeah. From, right? Yeah. Right? I believe so, yeah. Oh, man. I just to be honest with you, I, I didn't read too much about it. Cause sometimes I don't like to. Like, I want to go in there fully blank slate. You know what I mean? But, I do. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Dude, I've kept you here a very long time again. It has been <laughs> no, another super long conversation. I can't say thank you enough for coming out and doing this again. But I think that wraps up the WandaVision talk, which wraps up the episode of Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. This is your first time here. Again, if you can hit the subscribe, if you can do all those things, it would really mean a lot to me. But the best thing would be tell a friend. If you know somebody who likes Buds, Bros, and Superheroes, I've got a fucking show for them. I trust you. <laughs> Anything would be great, but most of all, just thanks for listening. Mr. JD, thanks so much for coming out doing it again. I hope to have you back again if you want. For sure, yeah. We'll, we will revisit something else down the road. It'd be great. It'd be a great honor. It's been great talking to thanks you. Thanks for song. having me. No, thank you, man. Absolutely. With that, we're, we're done, guys, all right? Buds, bros, and superheroes are out of here.